Alright boys Can we all close our eyes Are you guys down with that Do you trust me I'm actually down Okay let's all close can our still, eyes can, can you promise me one thing What's that Just don't throw anything at me <laughs> I won't I won't throw my phone right at your schnoz And <laughs> hear a crack on the mic <laughs> Raffle will you trust me and close your eyes Not at all I'm gonna close them I'm gonna trust okay. you You're gonna close them Yeah Tonight we pray we pray in thanks tonight, boys. My eyes are still shut. Can I open them? No, we're praying still. Okay. Be religious with me. Can we okay. hold hands? Uh, no, because I'm kind of peeking one eye at my phone for my notes. So I don't have that hand free. My eyes yours. are actually shut right now. Uh, first, I just want to give thanks to the Vancouver Scouting for bringing us these unearthly talents that we have, uh, Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes. Um, we really couldn't be more thankful than uh, than we are right now. Um, we also give thanks to the uh, the Vegas roster for having just about enough to win an important game, but just missing that one superstar, you know, that one finished touch. Uh, and I think finally, boys, uh, we just want to give thanks to Summer 2020 uh, and for September fucking second for bringing us back to the mic and the boys in the name of game six. Let's fucking go, boys. Amen. Amen. A fucking man. <laughs> Episode 78 of religion and rank uh we're back boys how are we doing boys i'm doing well Good. i'm fucking doing well i feel holy yeah there we go you feel i got clean. a spot in heaven now nice. my soul has been cleansed from snatcher thatcher <laughs> uh, <laughs> i've never heard that nickname before <laughs> what snatcher thatcher yeah i haven't heard that really <laughs> that's oh, sick we're gonna trend it nice um yeah boys doing well raf how you doing pal Good, super good. I love how Elijah told us earlier. He's like, "Yeah, we're just gonna do a quick, like, little, like, five minute segment. Gonna get right onto what we need to do, and then we can go from there." And I'm like, "Okay, dope." His intro took a minute and a half, yeah. two minutes. That's what. That's I all of our that. time for today, that's guys. That's all we got. And that's all we have. So thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Out of all of us, who's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? I'm the Daddy. 100%. You're the Daddy. Yeah. Maybe in your actual life, you're, you're the, the Holy. Spirit. I'm the podcast Daddy. Oh, maybe no, maybe Raph's Raffles the, the son. Po- Raff's I'm not the, the son. Raff's the podcast no daddy. He's Raff's daddy. The son. Yeah, Raff daddy. Yeah, you're the son. I'm the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I'm the Holy Spirit. I'm the Holy Spirit. You have to be the dad. You don't think things through. I'm the Holy I'm Spirit. I'm the father. <laughs> Everyone just wants to be daddy. That's we've got three daddies. You ever heard of a gay couple adopting a kid? We've got three daddies now. <laughs> In the name of the Father, the Father, and the Holy Father. <laughs> we bring you parenting yeah. and podcasting. Um, yeah, boys. Raffle, how are you doing? Super good. Glad to be back. Uh, I was not let go. No. I was briefly let go. Now I'm back. Yeah. Uh, a brief stint on the uh, inactive list. I like to call it a hiatus. Yeah. Yeah. We've renewed your contract for another blank check X amount of days. We'll, if it was we'll... a blank check, wouldn't I still be receiving money? Uh no it's it's kind of a a little bit of a metaphor and say I haven't like, received any money yet yeah no because we do give you blank checks you can write whatever number on you you want there you but it's, me any it's gonna bounce no matter what you write on there <laughs> so that's kind of the metaphor is that gracious enough to give you the right, blank it's check like, right it's like seventy five cents yeah. like ten dollars for gas money bounces yeah. <laughs> insufficient funds <laughs> nice try oh my uh, I'm doing good thanks fuck. Yeah, how are you doing, Elijah? Good, thanks. Yeah? Um, I got into betting again. Started sports betting. <laughs> Whoa. But you know what, though, sports, dude? Sports it's sports just your time of year. Playoffs yeah. are in full swing for basketball, hockey, 
Yeah. Uh, baseball's still going, but you know what? The fucking NFL is coming next week. Yes, Thursday there night. There is a full slate of games coming. That's yeah. for sure. I can't wait, dude. Um, fuck yeah! I I made two bets the other day. I had twenty five bucks on the Flyers when they were down one nothing. Hello. How much did you take home from that? Uh, it was like eighty five. Hey, I'll take that. Uh, and I had twenty five on the Canucks to win as well. So let's fucking go. It was like hundred fifty dollar night. Let's wasn't go. there wasn't there a gnarly parlay yesterday for Philly winning and Vancouver winning? Yeah. Oh, and I think the, the, payout, the payout was like what? I think you bet seventy five dollars and the payout was like fifteen hundred. Me and me and our me and our buddy that were watching the game, we were at my house before the Canucks game. And we were getting a little, we were getting a couple drinks in. Yeah. And um, we were just on the gambling site. We were we were making a bet. And I was like, oh, dude, check out this parlay. And it was it was the same things I just bet on, just combined. So Philly, when they were down one nothing, and the Canucks coming up that night. Yeah. And I was looking at it. I was 150 bucks to bet. Payout was over 1500. Like fuck, man. Dude, this but- is just what betting's like. Once you get back into it, you have you have what we call the Bailey Fiddler moments of all the bets you wish you made that you never made. Dude, this guy, he sent me a screenshot of, um, it was a parlay, actually. I think it was a basketball parlay. I'm going to see if I can find it. Um, Anyway, it it involved, like, the Heat in Milwaukee. He was going to bet the Heat. Uh, They won. Uh, Probably going to bet the Nuggets. And then, what else did he do here? Because I actually want to find this, and I'm like, I'm like, you're such a bitch. And he's like, I know, I'm a pussy. He's like, I need need to put money (laughs) down. Um yeah, okay, so it was uh, a parlay of all money line, Tampa Bay, Colorado, Miami Heat, three-team parlay, bet 50 to return 283. They all hit. Yeah. He didn't do anything. <laughs> he didn't bet it. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck sakes. He's like, I'm a bitch. I'm like, why don't you pull the trigger? He's like, I'm a bitch. <laughs> Dude, I was crying. It's kind, of the car- <laughs> it's kind of the cardinal rule of betting, and everyone learns it in the very – very like midst of their betting season is that you you can't you can't let that get in your head and you can't ever talk about like the good or the bad of it you can't bring up like the hey man i should have done this because it's just like all of us wish we did it dude you know what's actually fucked though is i had a i was telling you uh guys about this a couple weeks ago one of the girls i work with like she likes hockey but not enough to like truly care so her and her friend bet hundred bucks each that uh I forget it was in the St. Louis series. They bet the is it the what is it when you collective goals like over under? Is that the puck that, line? Nope, that's the over under. The over under You just on, call it the over under. The over under. Yeah. Okay. Over under, whatever it was. They took the over. It was like they bet that six six plus goals were gonna be scored and JT Miller was also gonna score. They both hit. They, they won like 600 bucks. Let's go, ladies. I'm like, what the fuck? Let's go. And I'm like, I'm like, just out of curiosity, I'm like, did you just randomly pick JT Miller because he's an absolute man rocket? Yeah. It's like, no, like, I kind of know about him. I'm like, I know he's pretty good. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, fuck <laughs> you, dude. Yeah. I'm like, if I were to do that, like, it would not hit. No, like, yeah. You'd score, like, it'd be a 2-1 game. You need to be and a And Miller mirror. would get, like, 10, 10 minutes of ice time. Yeah. <laughs> With, like, a shot on goal. You need to be somewhere in between a, like, a beginner or, like, an intermediate hockey fan to bet. Because yeah. then, like, you don't you don't overthink anything. You just no. you put money where you think it's going to happen. Well, that's why it's so tempting for me. Like, you were showing me um, on the episode that uh, Raph wasn't here at before we recorded was... 
like these random soccer bets, dude. Like, why the fuck not? Like, just yeah. Take their I own was showing, I was showing him like the EPL, just like bet all the favorites, bet a hundred bucks. I don't know. You return like if it's a, like a big slip, you dude, return I like six hundred like, bucks. Dude, That's I put like insane. a nine-team parlay. Yeah, and like I took all the favorites except for like one team beating Arsenal. Yeah. It was like it was a five dollar bet. It was like a twenty five hundred dollar return. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, why wouldn't I do that? This guy, we're finally, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's. I think that's how everyone gets uh, tricked into betting is they learn the parlay system and they're like, wait, it's that easy? Yeah, but it's not that easy because no, parlays are fucked, especially in soccer too. Because you're like, dude, right don't forget fucked. about the draws. I'm like, oh yeah, they yeah. can fucking tie. Yeah, which is a lot, which exactly. is a lot harder. Um, so boys, we're a hockey podcast. Um. The Canucks come back with a game five win. Huge. Two to one. Absolutely dummied them. Dominated the whole game. Yeah. Never gave them a chance at net. No. Uh no, it was quite the opposite. So uh yeah. What what was that? what was your night like that night? Were you at, you were at work? I was working. Yeah. Um I'm telling you one thing, like people were buzzing, dude. People were fucking cheering. It was nuts. Yeah. I loved it. Uh we had the sound on. Um, okay. It, it was great. And Could be the place to be for the next one. Yeah, All no, right. it was actually sweet. So, but overall, like every every time, like I heard cheers, I'm I was sprinting out to watch the highlights, and and yeah. both goals were nice. Like Pedersen's tip was gross. Besser was just such a like a such a bang bang play because just yeah. on the tape past Leonard, no chance. Thanks for coming. Mm-hmm. And then in the five in the la- in like in the last three minutes of the game, I'm like, okay, I have to watch. Like we're up two one. And then I'm like, I look at the shots, and I'm like, I'm like, we should not be in this game right now, but here we are. So overall, solid, huge win. And looking at what Dallas did today to Colorado, or no, what Colorado did to Dallas today, yeah, I have some sort of faith here. Yeah, you know, the cards might be in our favor. Yeah. Um, Raffle and I were at a bar downtown. We were at the Shark Club. Love that. Um, It was a good time. Uh, five, five of us guys just enjoying the game, throwing back some drinks. Uh, it was, I think it was the first time I've actually been out for one of these playoff games. Thanks, COVID. That's been sweet. Oh, uh, yes. We've been to Raffles for a St. No, Louis game. No, we went game. to Boston Pizza. That's right. Sorry, we went to yeah. BP's. I knew we went but somewhere. But that was in St. Louis. But that's out of all the games Vancouver's played. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and it was, uh, it was good. There was a Vegas fan at one of the tables close by. So we got to give him a couple chirps here and there. Nice. Yeah. Love that. That was good. Um, Elijah chirped the guy as he was leaving and fell down the stairs. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> you fell down the stairs? Uh, well, you pretty much. Like I didn't actually fall to my knees, but I rolled my ankle big time. Like yeeted my ankle. It was full <laughs> night. It was a it was a protractor, is what it looked like. Like were you like were you actually like pissed drunk or? Uh no, I was I was more drunk than I thought I was. <laughs> I had I had a couple doubles at my house and then four beers at the place. Yeah. And I guess to sum up my night, I fell asleep on the couch for three hours when I got home in my room with the lights on and the laundry on the bed for five hours and then got three hours of actual sleep. So wow. that was that was kind of the Dude, description I've, of my night. It's one of those things, man. Like I've seen you eat shit a couple times when you're drunk and yeah. oh, I think I'm like, man, I'm like, that is a whole lot of man meat and that's a long yeah. way down. Like That's like dropping <laughs> yeah. a steak off like a 20-story building. It's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, bruh. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you chuck a baseball up there, it's gonna turn into a strip loin by the time it gets down there. Dude, seriously. Flatten out like a pancake. Yeah, exactly. Um so we, you know, we have we have Carlo from the Vegas Nightly Podcast coming on to talk hockey with us right after this. Should we send it over to him? Uh I wanted to do one thing with you guys before we did that. I wanted to talk about because it was a question I didn't get to ask him, and so I wanted to do it and kind of see where your guys' heads are at with uh the best players in this series so far. 
Um, not the best players coming in, uh, but the, the players who have played the best on both teams communitively in this series. Who do you so think it is? is it just like how many players are we choosing? Uh, let's go... Th- like, like two each? Well, uh, or like four each? Let's do like let's do three. Let's do three each. You're, you're one, two, and three. Okay. You, you get it too from like both teams. Yeah. So whoever's best. Whoever um, wants to start. Josh, go ahead. So my one best, best player of this series so far. Uh, wait. Sorry. Okay. I'm still kind of confused here. Like, are we doing like Vancouver top three and then nope. Vegas top three? Just top just, like three. the best player so far. Who have who have been the best players this series? Your three um, stars of the series so far. Yes. Okay. Good way to put it. Okay, I like yeah. that. But just, you got to put it in terms he understands. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Premium. Um, first one. Sounds like fucking Kermit the Frog. Uh, <laughs> it ain't easy being green. Um, <laughs> so first one, I'm going to say uh, Alex Tuck. Really? Yeah. Okay. You motherfucker. This that guy's was... been pretty effective. He's been pretty effective. Yeah, pretty invisible the last couple of games. But... Yeah, but overall, though, like, Fair enough. he's been pretty nice. I won't hate on it too much. Yeah. He did have a dominating... I think he's going to be on my list, but not high as one. Yeah. Well, fourth-line player, right? He's doing really well. Yeah. Third. Fair. Is he a third or fourth? He's third. Fuck. What did you say, fourth? Yeah. Oh, man, I was thinking about my point in my head, so I just said, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was down there. Who's Raph? yours? Who you at, Raph? After last night, Demko. Demko? What? You can't pick like, guys played one game. But, but you, you have mean, to admit that was an unreal that's game. That's an elimination game. Are you kidding? You could easily yeah, right. well, there's a personal list. opinion question. You, fuck yeah, off. Yeah, you can't have a wrong opinion. Opinions can be wrong, that's a fact. I That might be that's the biggest like, what, paradox ever be said, but opinions can be wrong. What, what that was is that a fact. what was that stat that John sent in one of our group chats? Uh I don't about, remember. It was about uh Demko being like having the highest save percentage of the playoffs or something like that. Oh, that's because he played one game. Yeah, but yeah. it's still an unreal save percentage. It is. Well, yeah, yeah, stats but are inflated, though. 100%. Yeah. I so totally understand I, that. It's like if you win one face-off, your face-off percentage is 100% if you only take Yeah, but if you play off. one game and you win one game, you still have a 100% win rate. True. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. I mean, yeah. it's... You're still there. You know, you can so always far, go you guys out are, on top. You guys are just taking this... I love where it's going because it's so out into Mars that I'm I'm kind of feeling at home. Right, I think we're just uh, straight away from the obvious ones. The Yeah. Well, that's fine. We'll get there eventually, I guess. Um Unfortunately, this is going to go against everything I believe in, but Shea Theodore has been the best player out of both teams so far. Um, the dominating goal yesterday, he's snapping pucks. He's he's quarterback in the power play. Like yeah. This guy is everything for their team. If their defense doesn't have him, I'm uber confident that we are we are up at least 3-2. to two. Yeah. At least 3-2. to two. We might have moved on without him. Yeah. Um, that's my number one. Where okay. you at, Josh? Uh, my number two, Robin Leonard. Okay. Um. This guy, and and you'll hear about it when we bring on Carlo. Like, this guy has been solid. Like, he's just a solid goaltender through all the adversity and bullshit that kind of started with Flurry kind of before the series came in. You know, this guy just owns it. He plays like a champ, and he's not afraid to speak his mind and stuff with the media. And I I like the guy. I really like Leonard as a person as well. Nice. Had a few good times with him. A few good beers. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Raph? I want to say Quinn Hughes. Okay. Shea Theodore's counterpart. We've talked about it before. Like, yeah. like even in the episode that we just talked about, like, they're the two best defensemen going into the series. It's true. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Your argument could be made. I mean, he's not playing the series that people expect him to, but take it a different way with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably shut some guys down. True. Uh, my next one is going to be the obvious, the alien, EP40, Elias Patterson. Yeah. Uh, the guy is 
still in the running, I think second in the playoffs for scoring. Yeah. Um, even on the, he, he's kind of been having one of those series when, yeah, when we, when we lose games, he's still in the score sheet. When we win games, he's all over the ice and the score sheet. Um, I just think, I think in every game, you know, he's, he's give, you can tell that his playoff effort is there. He is becoming a playoff performer because of the amount of, like he's kind of separated himself from, from Besser and from the other guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just think that he, he's been uber impressive and yeah. uh, couldn't be more happy with that. Love it. Um, number three for me, uh, I'm going to echo what Rav said, Quinn Hughes. Uh, this guy just continues to break records for the Canucks. Like he, this guy is like a franchise player. Okay. Um, yeah. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Like this guy's unreal. Enough said. Yeah. My last one, I think, is just more of a personal one for me. I like how much I'm seeing uh, Roussel. Okay. Just every verbal dispute, he's there. He's mm-hmm. always like, whether it's like, he's just like a like a pincushion for insults. He's just a punching bag. He's just taking it. And I think we kind of need somebody to draw that kind of attention at this Absolutely. point. Yeah. I do love Cause that. that mayhem. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think my last pick, I'm going to go with, I was going to say Jacob Markstrom. That's where I was with this. Um, I think that, he, I, I think it's obvious in the in the game that we did win. He was a huge factor. I know we scored a lot of goals, but um, he had huge saves leading up to all that. Mm-hmm. Um, in the games that we did lose, I, th- I thought game four, the guy was the reason that we were in that game, and and yeah. one of the biggest reasons we should have won that game. I mean, the couple goals were were garbage goals, garbage bounces. Yeah. Um. So you, you feel for the guy in that sense, but Blame I think it on the injury. Yeah, blame it on the injury. Exactly. I think I think the opposite, and and you know what? Maybe this this prediction or this uh, this ranking of mine might hold quite the value when we go to game seven and he starts, because it might be a, it might be the Markstrom show again. Hopefully, uh, but hoping. I think with that we can send it over to our boy Carlo. Uh, yeah. We enjoyed bantering him and and giving him our peace of mind. So enjoy, guys. Uh, all right, everybody. It's uh, once again our pleasure. We'll give him pleasure this time to bring on Carlo of the Vegas Nightly Podcast to join us to talk hockey, talk stick and puck. Carlo, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, no problem. It's uh, very, very typical of us to have you on at a certain time when the uh, old Canucks come through with a W there. So, uh... <laughs> uh, of course, like I'm not gonna lie to you, I I did have the series in five, and Demko just came out of nowhere and stole a game. And uh, get, yeah. I gotta give props to. Didn't have that one in the script, did you, bud? Nope, I did, I did not. Yeah, I but, yeah, but Carlo, you know what, though? Like, as soon as you guys fucking dummied us, what was it, in game three? Yeah. Uh, like, it was crickets from the stick. <laughs> yeah, like, this is a... <laughs> we're like, I think we may have met our match, Elijah. It's like, should we talk shit to the Vegas guys? Probably not. Let's not. Let's just bury yeah, we were. It's funny because we were talking about that, being the nightly boys, we're talking about that, how, like, we haven't, we didn't hear about from you guys for, like, the whole two days at all yeah. dude literally all it is is literally it's like jesus christ like fucking rising from the dead whenever the canucks yeah. win we're just like let's fucking go and then we I, lose and we're like okay never mind i i understand like that's that's the enthusiasm in sports man that's uh yeah. i uh, like i've i've grew up in sports for a long time uh mm. so i always i always take it like when my team is doing bad i always always look at it as uh i make fun of my own team i i i, I do yeah. self-depriving humor and you know. that, that, <laughs> that and that is 20 that is the best form of humor in 2020 doesn't yeah. offend anyone except everyone so don't worry about Cause, that because the way um, i see it if i if i if i make fun of myself you guys get it's hard for you to make fun of me because you know yeah, i'm already yeah. making fun of myself <laughs> you do make it hard for us carlo but i will find a way and i think that's one of my favorite parts about running canucks twitter is that 
when things aren't going your way, you go into the shadows for a little bit. You play a little golem, you know, <laughs> talk yeah. to yourself in the mirror. And then when things do go your way, you come off the fucking top ropes and you, you, you come at them like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I got to get props to the, uh, the Canucks because you guys are not going down easy. Yeah, and <laughs> it is uh, my like my emotions on Sunday. So maybe I'll give you just a quick twenty second lowdown of what happened to me. But I did a overnight hike on Saturday, and so come Sunday morning, I finally get cell service at the top of the mountain. Find out we lose three nothing. That blows balls. Mm. And I later that night, once we all get situated in, into town again, end up watching Game Four, and we fucking had that game like. I like that just that felt like a turning point in my life like in my in my young adult life when we didn't win that game so to have to win the game the way we did in game five that just felt so that's felt so fair like it felt like the it felt like my like fat older brother finally got what he deserved you order know? had been restored well see the, the crazy thing about the difference between game four and game five is that uh on game four uh you guys were went to the third ahead right it was yeah what yeah. was it uh three two or no two no it was three two you're right but throughout that game i knew that the golden knights was going to come back and and do their magic in the third period but on game five i didn't have that same feeling like i like since like you when you guys scored to tie that game after theodore made that goal i'm like we Demko's gonna steal steal this game like we're not gonna Demko's not gonna score uh, allow two goals today two more goals today we're done this is like vancouver <laughs> yeah like i knew we were gonna lose that game it yeah it it's so game. funny you say that as well just because like you know the book on demco like even even as canuck fans like when markstrom went down you know we had never really like knew what this guy was truly made of you know when when he came in for an injured markstrom like the canucks like you know obviously they're they were by no means like in the playoffs are locked to make it. But, you know, I think the uncertainty going into game five of like, okay, what, what are we going to get with Demko? Like our guess was as good as yours. Like Demko was the first rookie goaltender. I'm sure you saw the stat, the first rookie goaltender to win an elimination game since Jose Theodore in 1997. Like it had never been done before. Like the book had been out, you know, like it's crazy. So yeah, like our your guess was as good as ours because like I heard that Markstrom sat and I'm like, oh boy, because like at that point like I don't know what to expect. Vegas doesn't know what to expect. Well, let's just pound him with 48 shots and see how many he can stop. <laughs> That's the game plan. It's, it's crazy though because I I saw this stat earlier uh, today mm-hmm. where well technically it was yesterday now, yeah. uh, but uh, the Golden Knights lost three games this postseason. Uh, twice to Vancouver, once to Chicago. All three times, over 40 shots for the Golden Knights. All of them. You know what? That's a little bit of a throwback. I don't remember if you remember my uh, pre-series breakdown of how things were going to go, Carlo, but one of the stats that we had in our favor was that you guys like to shoot the puck. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I I look back at all the stats I brought up. I brought up face-offs and then shots against and shots for. And all of them are are right. They're not that that, uh, rocket science to bring up but they have not benefited us at all. Like, I think that last game that we won, face-offs were almost even. Yeah. We've gone, we've gone to a game where we had, like, 68% of the face-off, and we lost, like, 3 nothing. It's a joke. Hockey's, hockey's a weird sport, man. It's, it is. <laughs> it is weird. one of the weirdest sports. Like, like you, you can be out playing. I, I've seen this the whole – because Vegas had the tendency to do this all year when we, had, we still had uh, Gerard Gallant 
as a uh, as a coach. We did it all year where we outplay the team, but we can't, we couldn't finish, and we just yeah. shoot yeah. from like weird angles and like mm-hmm. it's weird. But yeah, I I think um my my next question is you know when you you know Vegas like they they love to shoot the puck and obviously like shots uh, shots for like. They led the league, did they not? Yeah, this uh, year maybe second, but or second, top, yeah, top, they're up easily there. top five. Yeah, um, do you think that can also be like obviously like the more you're shooting, the more chances you're obviously going to get. But if like a goaltender is going to have like a night, like an unreal night, do you almost feel like shooting the puck at him even more? Like just makes him like more warm and like you just like it's just like in anything, right? Like it just starts to feel natural and it, feel good. Like you're just seeing everything now. Where it's to the point it's like we've peppered this guy with fifty shots, but now we like he's he's heating up opposed to Leonard who faces seventeen throughout throughout the entire game. Like this guy's eventually like he's gonna get like I wouldn't say rusty, but like just kind of like bored and you don't yeah. know when that rush is gonna come and like when it does, you let in those goals. Like now those goals mean even more for Vancouver because the boys in front of you are trying to get it done. They can't even fucking score on this guy that's stopping 40. It really, I think it really depends though, because if you look at game one, mm-hmm. uh, Vegas had a lot of shots too, but all, yep. most of those shots were like really good ones, like really mm-hmm. prime yeah. position. Right like right good chances. Yeah. Good chances. And the, there's so on, on game five, there was only a few that were, and the Demko yeah. stopped all of them. And if you look at, at to the point with Leonard only facing seventeen shots, Leonard wasn't bad. No, those those two those two goals that uh, Vancouver scored were legit goals. Yeah, they were tippins right in front of them. No goalie will ever stop that. No, it, it, you, you know what I mean. It's it's yeah. it was just I I don't put that on Leonard. And no chance. Ve- yeah, and you if you've seen Vegas do this in the series where our defense has lapses where mm-hmm. they just lose someone behind them. And they, that's how you guys end up scoring. And you, you, uh, especially, uh, which game was that? It was a game you won. I think it was game two. Game two. Where, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it, it was just Vegas defense, just like farted all game. And there, <laughs> there, I remember there's that one goal where there was two Canucks right in front of Leonard and there was no, nobody there. There's no defense there. I was like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, you know, it's it's that kind of stuff that yeah, it's a run and gun offense that loses its head sometimes. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, I want to, I kind of wanted to talk about goaltending a little bit here because, um, maybe I'll ask my question and then I'll get to my point after. But wh- who do you want to see come game game six here for the Golden Knights? Uh, I personally would like to see Leonard because yeah. uh, I love Flurry. Okay, love stab your guy in the back. Not a big deal. Yes. Yeah. Ex- <laughs> I, I made a meme on that already. Yeah. <laughs> but Le- Leonard has just been the better goalie, period. Mm-hmm. You know, it, if you look at the stats, if you yeah. even, even like last game he lost, he, was, he wasn't bad. Definitely. Well, Fleury has been average since, to be honest with you, since like this whole season. Yeah. He's been average. It's not know? wrong. So where I'm coming at with this too is that I feel like the way the Canucks won this last game might actually be accidentally perfect to set them up for – for, for having maybe an, an easy game against a goalie because for Robin Leonard, like this last game that he played, what do you say? He had 17 shots against all like yeah. most of, some of them were not, I, I can't really remember many grade eight chances at all. Maybe one or two. Yeah. Um, and that like that really, what I'm trying to say is that really wasn't a full 
game, you know, like one that gets you in the zone, gets you back. And before that, the game that the, the game they played before that was Saturday. So when you really think about it, come Thursday, he's played one one game in almost a week. And it wasn't really like a a big kind of like get him in the zone kind of game. It wasn't like an onslaught like and, what Demko had. Exactly. And so if you get into a point where let's just say, for example, let's say Leonard gets shelled in game six, or even Leonard, or let's just say he has an okay game and they lose. Now, what do you do? Do you go back to flurrying because it's a back-to-back in game seven? That's like, that's the dilemma we have. Um, yeah. Because because of that, I I would go Leonard Flurry. That's because let Leonard. If you look at his stats, Leonard's really bad if he goes two days in a row. That, oh, that's go. just a fact. Yeah, he has he has really bad stats on that. And Flurry has really good stats on the second end of a back-to-back too. And the thing about but. Going to the point where Leonard hasn't played in a while or not getting – I'm not really worried about Leonard like that because mm. uh, he's very steady. Like, he's always up to his – like, we were at game one, when we played game one against you guys, you, got, you kind of forgot that we ended Chicago really early and you guys went uh, six games against St. Louis. And we, mm. had to, we had to sit without playing an actual game. Yeah, for like – And, and Leonard came weeks. in and he was yeah. lights out. He shut – with a shutout and i'm not really worried because Le- leonard's mentally strong like that he's yeah. he's he so i'm not very worried about leonard yeah and and i think obviously going back to your point and um kind of playing into what you were saying about obviously like you know if the canucks do win game six game seven um is, is a matinee the next day which is fucking stupid and we can talk about that uh in a little bit here but um I agree. Like, I think, you know, we saw it in St. Louis with game six, like when, when Vancouver, you know, you started Jake Allen for games four and five, and then you started Bennington who played like absolute dog shit, but also at the same time, like, you know, there's always going to be like those fans that say, well, if hypothetically, if this series went to game seven and flurry started game seven and Vegas lost, there would always be those naysayers being like, well, you should have went with Leonard. He was the better goalie. Even though Flurry, I think in the long term or in previous seasons has always been like your go-to guy. But I, I I agree. Like, I feel like you need to ride this hot hand. And I think if, if you started Leonard back to back, even though he's not good on back to back, I think if, if you win or if you lose, people are not going to say, Oh, you should have started Flurry. Because Leonard, it, it, you're right, has been the better goalie. And it's, it depends even how we lose, too, because we could yeah. lose, like, 2-1. And the goalies were amazing. But our yeah. forwards are the ones who's going to, like, who who didn't score and lose. Yeah, you and can shift the and, blame on the score. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm going to shift the question to you guys. Is, <laughs> it is back-to-back. Okay. Back. Okay, take are you guys going to play Markstrom? Uh, well, that's the thing. Like, like, with Markstrom, though, um isn't he hurt right he's hurt yeah he's got a groin thing and so originally when he went down the regular season it was a knee i asked elijah Mm -hmm. uh, about this so it was a knee injury now it's a groin it's unconfirmed of when he possibly sustained this groin injury um like right now but i think the biggest thing is is if he's not a hundred percent i think it but he's like fit to play i think it would be stupid for vancouver to play markstrom 
Like, I think this guy needs to be like a thousand percent being like, guys, like I'm fresh, like I'm ready to go. Because if you put in an injured Markstrom, yes, he's been your, he's been Vancouver's MVP this entire season. But if you put in Demko, who's healthy, who just stopped 47 shots against an onslaught offense in Vegas, like it kind of goes back to like that whole naysayer thing. It's like, well, you started a goalie that wasn't a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, he's been our MVP. It's like, no, you ride who's healthy and who's ready to go. And I'm going to, I'm going to add on that too. Like, I think definitely for the Canucks, we know we have to win two games to win this series. Yeah. And so I think looking at the next, like the four days in total, when you see yourself playing three games in four days, you say to yourself, okay, if Demko gets us two, that's more than we hope for Markstrom's going in game seven. Yeah. That's a fact. So, but I think I think it's almost nearly a fact that he, Demko's going to Game Six. But here's hey, here, here's my probably thing. let Carlo talk. Yeah, but uh, well, my take on that is if it's I heard that it's a groin injury, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and as goaltenders, groin injuries, there's nothing to laugh at. That's that's their like bread and butter. Like, no, totally not. But when you when you're yeah. an absolute tripod like Markstrom, I think he'll be okay. He can lean on it once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see i i think it's yeah. because <laughs> unconfirmed not convinced okay yeah i mean coming from a fan who was not a canucks fan last season from the outside looking in converted i'm telling you right now like if if there's goalie controversy in game seven dude you guys this is a repeat of like lalonga and schneider like there needs to be a clear-cut starting goalie i'm telling all Vancouver fans right now, you need to have like fans are going to bury one of these guys. Yeah. You're, so you're you go, the choir, man. I think you go. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like yeah. you need to go with the safe pick. And to me, the safe pick is the person that is the healthiest. That is the number one thing. You're right. They're you're both right healthy. Hand, then you break it down to who's been the actual better goalie. I don't give a shit. Like if Leonard is not a hundred percent, like if he were to magically get hurt for whatever reason, if they started Leonard in game seven, they would be so stupid to do that. Yeah. Opposed Total to going flurry. to a healthy flurry who yes, has been less mediocre or has been uh, not as good, but still decently solid. Uh, so I, I'm just waiting for Markstrom's agent to uh, post a, a Photoshop photo <laughs> of Markstrom <laughs> with a harpoon, which I, I don't know if you saw my tweet, but I already did that. <laughs> I don't know if I saw the most recent one, but I can assume you, you were, you were picking shots either the agent or the Canucks there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I did that on uh, a bunch. It was a. Uh, I, I I like to poke fun of every all yeah. the teams, including mine. So. Well, we we like that about you, Carly. We like that you keep us honest. I mean, um, your I mean your other podcasters can go to hell. I mean, well, you're the nice that's actually <laughs> what I wanted to talk about here. I wanted to get your honest opinion because I I mean maybe some preemptive answers here. Um, let's say worst case scenario for you guys here. Uh, Vegas loses in game seven. Obviously, you're going to be searching for answers on the podcast, and you think we got five of us here. Whose fault is it? Uh, who are you placing blame on out of your boys? It's it's going to be – like, it depends how they play. Like, it depends on how this ends. But Yeah, let's just I say that Revo gets a 10-minute misconduct, five-minute power play, no, scores six goals in game seven. It's not going to be – it, it, here's, here's the thing. If we lose to the Vancouver Canucks, if we blow another 3-1 lead – there are going to be changes. I don't know if it's going to be on the yeah. GM. Andrews, I don't know. Is it the coach? Dave, maybe take. <laughs> oh, you're talking a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant on the podcast. No, Whose fault is it? No, uh, it's it's Eric's fault. It's always Eric's it's fault. It's Eric. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I think if we do lose this, it, there's going to be whole changes. I don't know. Maybe Marsha. So we're going to maybe we'll trade Marsha. So maybe Stastny. I don't know. But we cannot lose 
uh, we cannot lo- like through like three one. We're le- like yeah, that's, we cannot that's blow a three one lead. That's what it was. We cannot blow another three because we did it last year. And and no offense to you guys, but you guys, I think the sharks were better than you guys. Yep. Uh, last year's last oh. year's sharks. I mean, last that's year's okay. sharks. You know what? I might have to bring Cody. You can get some revenge on the other side of things yeah. if you want to play like that. Like, yeah, which, which, I don't know which, who's your, who's your Pavelski? Who's, who are you guys going to sacrifice for? The it's going to be Bo Horvat. You oh, know, yeah, the captain, the captain. Yeah, the captain, but the not captain. quite the best player, you know, but <laughs> we can go there. But like you, you, like you watch the game. You guys are not blind. Vegas no. is obviously the better team. They are the better team and we're stealing games at this point. I mean, yeah. So we, we the game two and, win, we were the better team game. I would say game four, we were arguably the, arguably the better team. So like in, in five games so far, I mean, it's, it's two to three in my books. Yeah. But, but um, it's, but what I'm saying is that if we lose this to a, to a, because when the Knights and Sharks played last year, they were kind of even. Vegas yeah, is a b- better team than Vancouver, and if we blow another three-one lead with Vancouver, that that's unacceptable, you know, because we have high expectations this season. You know, it's it's doing it two years in a row. Something has to change. We changed. Yeah. We already changed the coach. We already got a new goalie. Yeah, I don't know. And if it might have to change the local podcast, but we'll see. Josh, you had a question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, looking at Vegas, like I think. I would fully agree like coming into the series i mean we talk shit and everything and but you know pen and paper statistically and the way that you guys played this year yeah you guys are the better team 100 percent. but you know also at the same time like vancouver is an up-and-coming team like we're yeah, of course and, yeah. and i think we kind of have this like right now we've exceeded our expectations for this season already just being in the semifinals i said i'm like if you could get past st louis anything past this is a fucking miracle yeah. in, in, in my eyes like yeah and i would agree i mean other than fuck i i would say maybe other than colorado like you guys should be going to the stanley cup final Colorado is really hurt right now too. They're on to their third goaltender and they won the game. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, fuck, I mean, they went and tied it up against Dallas today. So, you know, like that one's going to seven, but for us, like you guys were clearly the favorite coming out of the West. Like, I mean, you know, I'd say the pressure is more on you guys than it is us. Like, you know, if we lose, yeah, it sucks as as a fan base and as a podcast, but I mean, like for you guys, like that's that's heartbreaking, man. Like a three-one lead blown to a fucking up-and-coming Vancouver team, yeah. back-to-back we, years, we, like fuck, dude. We should be able Get to a- we should be able to bet like Twitter followers on this. Like we should be able to say like, hey, if if we win, you, you guys have to give us three hundred followers. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's I don't know how that worked, but yeah, maybe Andrew wouldn't but, like it, but whatever. But here, here's here's the thing, because you guys, you guys saying that up-and-coming and upstart, you guys reminded me of. Uh, our year one where we didn't have any expectations where we were at yeah like on our first year because we were supposed to be the worst team in the league coming in to be honest like you know a bunch of us are just this new team like no expectations and next thing you know we're in the cup finals but and and that's why winnipeg that see i remember a lot of winnipeg fans started hating the golden knights because it it was supposed to be their year you stole their limelight kind of thing man exactly yeah, but so I, I like where your comparison is going. I mean, yeah, that's I mean, fine. That's fine with me. I, I and I understand how up like Vancouver is an up and coming team, and I, I can see this. The Pacific Division is going to be 
Vancouver and Vegas for a long time. This is mm-hmm. not going to be the our last time meeting each other in the playoffs. And this is going to be a rivalry. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Do you mind? And, uh, do you mind helping me out here? I've been kind of watching the games, and I'm a bit I'm a bit confused at the Vegas defense just by the 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 order of operations that we got going on. Now we have a very clear number one in Shea Theodore. Yes. Who the like? What goes on after this? Is it Nate Schmidt? Can you give me like a two six breakdown? So so here this is our pair. Uh, this is how we list our pairings. Uh, our top pairing listed is uh, Nate Schmidt and uh, and Braden McNabb. Our second pairing is uh, Theodore and Martinez, and our bottom pairing is Holden and White Cloud. Okay. Uh, but in your heart Schmidt, of hearts, who's who? Give me, give me the from like the best players two to oh, six. Oh, Theodore. 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 Yeah. It's not, and it's not even close. Theodore. Yeah. I think, I uh, I said this. I already said this before. Uh, Theodore and Hughes currently, right now, the two best def- defensemen in the Pacific Division. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't I know. That. I know. There's. I know. There's Eric Carlson in the division. I know. There's Brent Burns. I know. There's Drew Doughty. But they're all past their primes. It's Theodore and Hughes in the division. And Kale Mc. And, oh, never mind. Yeah. Division. Pacific, division. Yeah. Mind, yeah. Pacific yeah. division. <laughs> but yeah, Shea Theodore is hands on the best. McNabb and Schmidt is more of our shutdown pair. They mm. normally match up against the best of uh, the top forwards on the other team. We always throw them out there for the best against the are best. You, are you saying Schmidt two and McNabb three? Yeah. Yes. Schmidt is, I think she's Schmidt is our second best. Uh, he has his defensive farts every now and again though. Yeah. But Lots Mar- of farts in your team. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, Marti- the thing about, I like about Martinez is he, he helps Theodore go. He, mm-hmm. he lets, he, he's very, responsible enough to go back with with offensive upside that Theodore can just go and do Theodore things yeah. and and to add to that a lot of our forwards are very defensively responsible you're talking mm-hmm. about uh Mark Stone obviously William Carlson uh yeah. Riley Smith Paul Stasny so when Theodore uh goes forward the, one of those forwards can cover him and it they they feel like they're defensemen you know yeah mm-hmm. And that's why our defenses work the way they are because our forwards are very defensively responsible. Even Max Pacioretty is uh, is really good. Oh yeah, Canucks hate patches. He yeah. he can go to hell for all we care. <laughs> like the only the only two uh, forwards that I can think of that's that's very iffy in the defensive end is Alex Stuck and uh, Marcheseau. And Marcheseau has has worked on it and has gotten better throughout. The, uh, this past three years, but those are two questionable guys that's kind of iffy on the defensive zone for me. Yeah. And you know what, Carlo, I think that's a very appropriate way, place to end this with you just kind of doubting a couple players on the team, you know, <laughs> casting shade onto here. I'll, I'll make sure that hits mainstream media. Don't worry about it. But uh, we, we can't thank you enough for coming on. Uh, no we wish problem. you a tiny bit of luck in game six. Uh, try not to drink too much. And cause we'll do that for you. You guys too. Um, if you guys want me to come back for your off-season podcast next week, that's <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, when our fucking year in review comes up. Yeah, and yeah, we yeah next week. Go. Yeah, on Monday, right? You just fucking wait, Carlo. <laughs> you got what's coming to you. All right, guys. All right, thanks for having me. Take it easy. All right. We hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Carlo. We are back. We uh. Yeah, how do I feel about that? It went well. Um, Love that guy. Yeah, great yeah, guy to he, talk he, to. He's hilarious. 
um, very knowledgeable, but you know, right now I don't want to talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're in a series. We just talked to him, but I don't want to talk to him. I don't really want to talk to him. No, now. it's over. Um, you know, I'll talk to him after, uh, the Canucks win in the series. Yeah. Um, in seven, but for now it's, uh, friends off. So absolutely. I just need to do a little bit, bit of a check in and see if he was sweating a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think he is. I think most night night fans are. They should be. We're gonna come out swinging, boys. Absolutely, um, Raph. Maybe you can give us give the audience a a behind the scenes look here. What do you think is the biggest difference between Josh and I interviewing guests over Zoom and bringing them into this dirty ass basement and having them front and center? What do you think is uh, the biggest thing that we miss out on? Maybe the things we do well as well. I think the one thing that we get to walk away with at the end of the day with doing these conversations or these interviews over zoom is we just get to leave with our dignity because no one has to walk into this basement. <laughs> Josh doesn't like us ripping his basement no. anymore. He's like, this is my home. This is my fucking this is, home. This is my you safe want me space. to move in with one of you guys? Yeah. Kind of. Oh, I'll just God. be concerned by the amount of microwavable food in my house. <laughs> You'll never I've, start. I have stood by this and I, I'll continue to make this claim that whenever Josh moves out, um, whether it's alone or with, or with, someone else like when he gets kind of a size up or like a size upgrade i i like i want a documentary done because your life is going to change so much Why? like that first time that you open up an oven i'm gonna be like <laughs> bro you know what you're doing right now like no yeah see like and then like when the first time you buy a pepper you're gonna be like dude how do i chop a pepper opens up his oven doesn't preheat it puts in his frozen taquitos and just looks at it <laughs> <laughs> they're not cooking <laughs> start, starts banging on it's like bro they're not fucking rotating it's like Okay, so turn it on. <laughs> you know what? You know what yeah. you know, that, it's gonna be like. Do you remember the original Delicio commercials that came out like 15 years ago? Yeah. Where the person like stands in front of the oven and they get like a tan line across their face. It's gonna be Josh. <laughs> so just true. watching his pizza. Looks at the buttons. He's like, it says big bro. It does not say taquitos anywhere. <laughs> what do I do? Now you know we shit on you for this, but I'm actually serious. It's fascinating. Like it's not a knock on you. Like you just spend time on other things. Like, How do you yeah. broil yeah. something that's not water? <laughs> <laughs> You've got better art than I do. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. You've yeah. got a lottery you've got a lottery ball jug in your house. I don't have that. I can't believe I Kinda still ch- have this fucking thing. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. Like, can I recycle it? I have no idea. Don't recycle it. I'm gonna use it again somehow. Well fucking take it, because I'm gonna throw it out. Don't no. Um, I'll report you to the city. This guy threw away a hard plastic. Oh By you can't law, prove it to find his ass. You can't prove it. I'll take a we have video of it. evidence. Yeah. Of How are you gonna get all the balls? The hard out? plastic. That's pretty huh? easy. Fuck. I'm just going to throw it out. I'm going to leave it on the stream and be like, please take free. I will be visiting the dump once a week to make sure that that's not in the landfill. I'm actually going to throw it out. Don't. I'm going to. Okay. Well, I think the boys have been pretty excited since we hit record this episode because we once again have an absolute banger of a topic for goats and woats. Dude, I Josh is smiling. Love this segment. This, this segment will be the reason that we hit it big one day. Yeah. It will have nothing to do with our take on hockey. It'll be the fact that we are about to talk fucking instruments on this goats and woats segment and when we say instruments like it's not like just like rock band shit it's like fucking woodwind instruments yeah. fucking orchestra brass orchestra strings everything. everything yeah we're diving in uh this might be the first time that we have an honorable mentions because we were all stoked on how many we had and i don't know if we're gonna be able to narrow it down to three so we'll do an honorable yeah. mentions at the end just kind of a an open floor discussion will you yeah about how 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 the instruments in the world should be ranked yeah um where are we starting do i start this time yeah you start or actually raf wasn't here okay so we let yeah, fair enough. Start. yeah and Raph we'll go to Waja and and then me so just to be clear we're starting off with our favorite instruments yes or yes. instruments that we think are just 
the greatest of Ultimate, all time. Yeah. Yeah, the greatest of all time. Cool. Uh my first one that I'm starting off with is the Alto Sax. The Alto Sax motherfucker. No <laughs> way. You- Smooth jazz. My Dude, guy I with like a all, nice I was, alto. I was gonna say tenor. So I was gonna say tenor sax. I'm like, yeah. no, I love the alto. The alto is you, so good. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So if I two questions. If I showed you a visual of each one, can you tell the difference? Yes. Yes. If I played you audio of each one, can you tell the difference? Yes. One hundred percent. Wow. Yeah. I can't do either. Yeah. The you, so, were you ever sorry, were you ever in band? Never. As a kid? Like, I just is, I love music. Is alto a higher pitch than tenor? Yes. yes. Tenor, yeah. And Tenor's more so, like a like a bassy. And then you have a Barry sax, which is like one of those huge fucking Long yeah. like the baritone right? saxes. Yeah. Uh so the alto will be smaller in size. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Tenor's kinda like right in the middle. Yeah. 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 Alto's okay. more alto's more the is the one that you always hear when you have like a typical uh, sax solo. You know, like here I'll go to like a traditional uh like you know, like a New York movie when like an old one yeah, and they yep. do like the city skyline and you hear that saxophone, that's the alto. Oh, okay. If you think about like any, any like jazz bar or something like that, and there's a guy playing a saxophone, nine times out of 10, it's an alto. Should, we, an alto. should we rent an alto? <laughs> I like, it'd be you, fine. You guys shoot my ideas pretty down pretty quick. And you guys, I'd be fucking You kind of both look so at each in. other like, I don't know. I'd yeah. love to learn how to play I guess we each just all get our own wreaths and that's yeah. it. Yeah. All right, sick. Yeah. I'll uh, do it. The bass clarinet, same thing. Should okay. we? I'll, I'll rent us a little. Okay, let's get. We'll we'll, we'll talk clock, about renting instruments after this. Instruments. Yeah. <laughs> Notice is done. Let's start a band, dude. The stick crank band. Yeah. The fucking no. accordion, dude. Let's go. Like, when have you ever seen a guy playing the accordion <laughs> that does not look like he slays wet ass pussy? Yeah, I think, I think, like, <laughs> let's talk about that for a second, dude. Like, I just see like that traditional like, uh, was it like? Swiss like mountaintop guy with like, oh, a weird you... feather hat. <laughs> okay, yep. but like those high shorts and you like see, I see someone. I see the overalls. Someone, <laughs> I kind of see like once again go back to New York, like a 1930s, 40s New York guy, like double pleated, like mm-hmm. uh, kind of whatever material it is, pants with the suspenders and like a striped cheap shirt and a little uh, right. little hat going on too. I like That's it. what I see. Okay, I picture goats. <laughs> that's nice. Um, that's a good thing. My my first goat, uh, traditionalist here, the drums, man. Yeah. The drums, oh, like okay. I they're just taking that one. They're fucking un- overcomplicated, dude. Things. They're unreal. Like, just I think for me, the greatest fucking drum drop is Phil Collins yeah. in the air tonight. It has to be. If that doesn't get you pumped, like you're not alive, dude. Like yeah. you're you're immune to everything. Have you seen that video of the two kids who listen to it for the first time? Yeah, that's hilarious. And they react to it. and They're yeah. like, "Oh shit!" Like, I've never heard someone <laughs> drop the beat three and a half minutes into the song. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually not so sick. Okay, who's up next, Raph? Uh, my next one is the mandolin. If you guys know what that is, mandolin. yeah, that's uh, that weird Indian guitar, right? Uh, it's is not necessarily it? an Indian guitar. It's like you, you, there's there's very there's variations of it everywhere, but the yeah. most typical one that you see is it's like, uh, it's like an electric lute almost, mm-hmm. and there's there's different var- or varieties of it and different ways that it plays and it sounds, but it's just like a very interesting take on guitar. It sound the way that I describe the sound is almost like an electric banjo, mm, okay. and it's like you it's designed for like a very oh, very <laughs> quick like high tempo play style, and it sounds so good. Yeah, like that. What's it called? Uh, Josh, I don't know if you know the song. Do you know? Uh, cold beer. Yeah, yeah. That song is played on that's a mandolin. Tim, that's Tim Hicks, isn't it? No, it's uh, Jesse Stewart. Oh, yeah. You're thinking of stronger beer. 
Oh fuck. Yeah, yeah that's what I I'm like, really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Play on the mandolin. I'll it's just like it's this. like a very, very quick like guitar kind of strumming style and it sounds so good when done right. Love there you that. Go. Look it up, okay. mandolin. It's not the kitchen tool, just so you know. <laughs> uh my next pick here, the tuba. Let's go on the tuba. <laughs> Come on, same thing. I played the tuba for a little bit. Very, oh, you kind of defeated that my point. Me. I I was gonna say back in the band days when you looked when you kind of visualized the rows of bands. You know, they they put them in their proper rows. Yeah, tuba's uh, always pic- in the back. Yeah, tuba's always in the back, and I always remember looking at it, it was always kind of the larger guys. You know, the guys that are like the homies, the real homies for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't really fit that category, but no. No, either the the big one or the. We other one. needed the tuba player. I'm like, yeah, I'll try and learn how to play it. The mouthpiece on this thing takes up your entire fucking mouth. <laughs> no, I'm dead fucking serious. It's wild, man. And you're just like, you almost like fucking honk into this thing. <laughs> it's <just> like it's <laughs> pretty like, sweet. Yeah. Um, big could I play a single note? No chance. <laughs> I just blew into yeah. this thing. <laughs> you were just an extra body, a warm body. I played thing. it for like two months. Huh? I'm like, I went to my band teacher, my like, dude. I'm like, this is hard. Yeah. I'm like, I don't have the lung capacity to blow into this thing. Yeah. Um. Okay. So my second one, the violin. Okay. I love the violin. our first simp move of the draft. Yeah, here. chill out. <laughs> um, just I don't know. I just think it's such a if it's played incorrectly, dude. It's like nails on a fucking chalkboard. It's like someone's like squeezing a bunch of kittens too hard or something. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I love your metaphors today. But uh, yeah, no, just it's it can be romantic. You can you know if you play a little country, it turns into the fiddle, yeah. which is pretty fucking go. sick. Yeah, um, so true. very versatile. Cool. Nice. Uh, I'll let you guys veto this one if you don't like this this answer. I was going to say the human voice. All right. I don't hate it. It's it's uh, it's good. I'll, yeah. I'll give you that one. That's yeah. a good one. God damn it. That is a good one. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this then. Okay. If you were to give me best uh, best male singer voice. Of all time? Of all time. Just And we're not going to say anything. He's just going to say his piece and then we'll move on. And okay. best female. Who would you say? Because uh, it's all personal, right? totally so whatever you think like there's obvious ones like uh what's it called like i like i've gone on record it also depends on my mood like freddie mercury is obviously a huge one that was my Um, first one that came to my mind i like i i think i've said it before i love um oh fuck what's his name's voice why am i blanking like i loved uh chris cornell scott wyland all those guys from pack at the disco yeah um brandon yuri Brennan Urie. Yeah. Holy fuck. Who else am I thinking of? Corey Taylor from Slipknot. I think they all have great voices. Right. As of late, it's been Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden. Okay. Because he has a natural, like, his voice is operatic, and people always people always assume that he took, like, singing lessons or something like that. His voice is just naturally like that, and that's why I think it's so good. Fuck. As far as female singers go, I've always loved the sound of Adele's voice. Yeah. And that's been a really good one that just in my opinion, just like rings for whatever reason in yeah. a good way. See, so like for, for me, like mine would be Freddie Mercury. But we're going to move on. Yeah, I know. Fred, I know. <laughs> but Freddie Mercury and Whitney Houston. Okay. Like when yeah. with, like that song, I, I want to dance with somebody yeah. by Whitney Houston too. Like, yeah, that's a good one. Like you have to sing it. Like yeah. you cannot sing. Can you do me a favor? Hi. Can you say Freddie's last name again? Mercury. I'm okay with that. Mercury. <laughs> Mercury is what he says. Mercury. America. America, yeah. Okay. Mer- some Most people say Mercury or Mercury. Mercury? Yeah. But Mercury is not bad. 
I keep saying it worse and worse now. It says mercury. Son of a bitch. It sounds like, <laughs> God way, damn it. Phonetically, the way you say it, it sounds like M E R E R Y C U R R Y. Mercury. No, it's not that Mer- bad. Mercury. mercury. <laughs> we, we really took him there. I think we're really, we're like, he made one mistake and now we're just like waiting for him. We're kind of like filling his. He his said board, it three times, mood. though. I just had to ask. Oh, Mercury? Yeah. Mercury. yeah. He said uh, Freddie Mercury like three no. times. I might, I might be converted. Freddie Mercury. Huh. Never knew that. Anyway, move on. Please don't put this as a soundbite. I'm really self-conscious right now. <laughs> well, okay. I got to put my input on that now. I would definitely say Freddie Mercury numero uno. Yeah. And then <laughs> going to go with Macy Gray just because of I Try. That's the only reason <laughs> that song sings to me every time. All right. Okay. Like okay. No right. judgment. Um, Elijah, next instrument. Uh, yeah. the, Your last one. My last one. I'm going to look at my list. Drums are taken. I'm going to go with the bass guitar. That's a good one. Because yeah. slapping the bass. Yeah. You got to love slapping the bass. So, and I would actually, if you, if you asked me five years ago or 10 maybe, bass would on the woats. Mm-hmm. But I've come to appreciate a good bass guitar and a good bass line in the back. So a couple good things. Love, I love where your head's at with the bass guitar. I actually didn't have it under my goats, not even my honorable mentions. But a couple good bass guitarists. John Deacon from Queen, so more Mercury talk. Yeah. At Freddie, rest in peace. <laughs> yes, uh, so John Deacon and then um, Gene Simmons from Kiss. Great bass guitarist. There we go. Um, what a fun fact. I had no idea he was a bass player. Yeah. Like, I just thought he was like, no, is he dude, the lead it, singer too? What about, no, Paul Stanley was. Why is he the face of Kiss then? Because, so because he, like, got his tongue like fucking weird and all that shit like he's, he's yeah he, yeah he's he's literally like the like weirdest guy in in that band yeah him like, and paul stanley he's the only he must be the only person in like the biggest bands of all time where he's like kind of the most like a base he's just a bass player well he would That's yeah he well he would breathe fire and shit and yeah. stuff like that he just became a showman yeah elijah can you name your favorite bassists i have no idea i don't even know any bassists really yeah I oh, those were my two. Those are the yeah. only ones that I know. John Paul Jones from Zeppelin. Uh, I've heard of him, but Zeppelin. Yeah, Zeppelin. Um, well, who was the actually? You know, Steve I know Harris, never... Iron Maiden, Flea from Chili Peppers. Yeah, no. Yeah, what's his I name? Mean, all I know is I like bass guitar. I haven't really. Yeah, yep. like the sound of it. Like when I think of like bass guitars, like for me, another one bites the dust. Like that song. Yeah. Like that's a sick bass guitar mm-hmm. riff just at the beginning throughout the entire song. Um. Okay, my last one was actually kind of stolen, so I'm just going to jump into honorable mentions. I'm going to say both of them right now. First one, the bagpipes, sick. Oh, dang. <laughs> didn't even think of that. Bagpipes are dope. That is dope. Um, and the piano. Uh, yeah, let's piano say, is dope. Let's say, do you think there's a rule out there where you can't play the bagpipes without a kilt on? Is that kind of an unspoken rule? Yes. Yeah. It's... Like If you see a guy walking down, down the street playing the bagpipes in jeans, fuck that. Yeah, no. Doesn't you, air the same no, way. No, you have to like swing free with a dress. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you didn't say kill you dick. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Raph, honorable mention? Uh the mouth harp. The what? The AKA mouth harp. Uh, harmonica? No, 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 no. No, different. Okay. Uh it's like what you typically hear with like Australian music. Sounds like like think, think, like, think, think of like a harp. think of like think of Australian music and think of something you'd hear playing in the outback. Like uh, that bow, 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 that kind of noise. That's yeah. a mouth harp. That's oh. sick. Yeah. I like that. I was gonna say so that. only good for one thing. It can, much. dude. You can. I've seen people fucking oh, slay on fuck? that thing, dude. And you can sl- you can slice your lips open on I'm it. Such an idiot. I That's thought we sick. had yeah. done everything. We talk. haven't even done the wotes yet. No, dude. No. Should we go into the wo- no. to the wotes first? No, you have to do your mentions. No, your goat. Your goat. Okay, fair enough. Mentions. Uh, maracas. 
fucking love maracas, dude. This guy's such they're a, just so you, happy. You called me a fucking simp? What's wrong with you? What do you mean, maracas? Dude, they're, they're leave the conga line out of here. <laughs> I will, thank you. And I, I'll lead it so I won't have my hands on my shoulders. I'll have two hands Take in your sombrero and your bottle of tequila and hit the fucking road. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you don't want to put <laughs> your, hips, your hands That's on Josh's the more, hips? The more we talk about it, the more you guys are convincing me that I love the maracas. All right. All right. Um... Are we doing votes now? Is that is sure. that the thing? Yes. I think I'm starting votes. Yes. He's starting the whole time, I think. Yeah. yeah. Sick. No, we'll still go to Elijah. I absolutely fucking hate the keytar. Oh. I'm just going to throw it out <laughs> yep. there. I hate the keytar. I think it's a useless fucking what pointless instrument. It's such bullshit. Right, it's, well. like a, it's like a keyboard that straps on like a guitar. And I think oh, that's like really what, it. Uh, I'm sorry if anyone know, we know oh. plays the keytar. Oh, I just like, fucking like hate that. it. Oh, what is it? The band Devo that plays Whip It? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Video, new, 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 yeah. Yeah, the guitar. That's the guitar. So sick, that's the guitar. <laughs> yeah. so uh, I think I might take all of you guys' pick here. The clarinet. Fuck the clarinet. Dude. <laughs> it's in my honorable mention. <laughs> just, it, it looks, out of all the inst- like the wind instruments, how you can hold in such a cool way, the clarinet is just the most basic, right down your crotch. Yeah. Just sounds super basic. I played the bass clarinet, and that was actually pretty sweet. Was that sick? Yeah, it wasn't Maybe bad. it was dope. I don't know. Okay. Um, Josh? For me, <laughs> the most useless instrument of all time, the fucking triangle. <laughs> yeah, all, I have that on there, too. And, and I wrote it down in capital letters, the fucking triangle. <laughs> That's why I was dying. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. this is so stupid. Like, literally the one kid that just joins band for extra credit plays the triangle. Yeah. And the band teacher recognizes, he, he or she looks at it and says, I don't really see this guy anywhere. I'm going to have to choose a song that has a triangle yeah, like this piece This guy's a it. fucking nerd. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or the opposite. This guy's way too much of a jock. Yeah, or and, he's just a fucking beauty. Yeah, and yeah. like he like wedged the fucking nerdkin to make amends. They put him in the same band. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Raph the Wokes. I hate the bagpipes. What? I know you guys said you liked it. I really Whoa. dislike it. I'm I'm sorry, dude, but like they are on, aggressive. They are. They're aggressive. so annoying. But this is this is the thing, though. I'm telling you, very much like Whitney Houston's voice when it's like Remembrance Day. Rest in peace to the soldiers. Yeah. But like when those bagpipes play, dude, I get chills. I yeah. get fucking goosebumps it up is. and down my back. I get the bad kind of goosebumps. Like this is second to nails on a chalkboard for me. Mm. Kind of eerie. It's that bad. I not okay. even eerie. Just no. You know what music's eerie? Huh. Like 1970s, like, or no, not even 1970s, like 1920s, like, cl- like club smoke shop music. Mm. I can't picture If you know what exactly like. what I'm talking about. We have like uh, burlesque dancers and shit like that going on. Oh, I find oh, that kind of music yeah. really yeah, eerie. I, I love it. It's sick, but it's eerie. It's kind of mafia music. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, like they, they're comfortable with it and you walk in and like, oh, I'm about to get shot. Yeah. That's yeah. It it's like Godfather type shit. Yeah. Um, the French horn. Nobody likes French people. No. Just a fact. So... You want and to it, looks, it just looks like a messy plate of spaghetti. You want to know so a fact about that? Did you that? also play the what? French horn? No. No, no, no. I was going to say, you have a lot of instruments. Um, <laughs> the French horn, of I'm pretty sure out of woodwind and brass, the hardest to play. It is not in, like... The did, you, pe- did you find that out when you were... Lo- like, seriously, did you find that out when you were, you were researching instruments? No. No, I didn't have to research. I just know that from band class. Like, we learned fuck? about instruments. It's actually the... Of that's the hardest to play. And the people that played it when I was in band were, they were so fucking smart. Like they just like, yeah. they were geniuses. Damn. And there was one idiot like who just like, like sucked at school, but this kid just went crazy on the French horn. That's sick. Probably yeah. full ride somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. 
like Berkeley or some shit. Imagine if you went went to a school like they didn't even you didn't even take band there. You just got a full ride for playing the French horn whenever they needed someone. Yeah. It's like hey, now we got an assembly Remembrance Day. Yeah. We got like we French got horn. What's the other? What's the pe- oh like pepper alley? Is that what it's called? Yeah. 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 If, like we needed you on the French horn. That'd yeah. be sick. Although it does suck. Fuck the French horn. Um, my wait. Is it back to you? No. It's, it's... my turn now. Or no, you said French no, horn? no, no. Yeah, I said French horn. Oh, Josh, Josh, Josh. Uh, second one, the fucking tambourine, dude. I fucking hate that thing. It is so stupid. Yeah, that's it's a um, drum with a bunch of fucking yeah, like <laughs> dude, like you know, like <laughs> you know, like the fucking uh, episode of Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, where London is so stupid they put her in the back and she calls it the tangerine. <laughs> now I shouldn't talk because I don't know how to fucking say premium now. So or yeah. mercury, um, but fuck's sakes, like it's it's like you're like you're an idiot just standing in the back. It's like when uh, what's it called? It's like the episode of the Sweet Life where Mosby's teaching uh, London how to drive the Prindle. The Prindle. <laughs> the Prindle. <laughs> yeah. I would. You know what's funny? Uh, I have. I also have tambourine on my woats, but I have maracas on my goats. There's just something different. I was something gonna say like that's yeah, like the maracas are just like filled with sand. Yeah, like, they just remind you of a siesta. Beads. Yeah, <laughs> I think it'd be colorful. Olé. Imagine, <laughs> let's just let's just say this: if you were a single All man inclusive. and you showed up to a party with a maraca versus a tambourine, your chances of getting laid are significantly higher with the maracas. Yeah, by like point two percent. No, a next. solid twenty. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> they're Fuck. still very low, but they're a solid twenty percent higher. Uh, is it me next? No, it's Raf. Me, it's Raf. I hate the recorder. Yeah, we all did. <laughs> Oh, that's what it was. I got the name wrong. God damn it. What'd you, what'd you call I, it? I put down the flute. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the not sideways flute. It's a yeah. straight down flute. The recorder. It's the one that they give you in like fourth grade. Yeah. yeah. And, and everyone you play hot cross buns. Yeah. <laughs> and they kind of ruin hot cross buns for you. Like now you never want that's to That's probably them. why right. I have some sort of sentimental value towards that is because I learned how to play Because you learned how to play it. You're like, yeah. this is what this is like, my calling. crash bench. <laughs> <laughs> and then I lost it from there. I got yeah. Too quick. <laughs> when my sister was growing up, uh, and she was, I think it was like third or fourth grade, fourth grade maybe. She had to like, you had to learn how to play the recorder. Obviously, dude, she would play it all the time at home. I was so close, oh. to just walking to room one day and just snapping that thing over my knee and calling it a night. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to fucking wake up to this at eight a.m. How about hot cross? No. <laughs> How about hot cross this over my kneecaps? See, see you fucking later. How about I hot cross you across your face? How about that? Oh, that did. <laughs> The age gap between you and your sister would just make that like that that moment of growing up so fucking hard. Dude, she's <laughs> like, I love ten my, years. I love my sister. Yeah, ten years. Oh man! But she's now she's going into ninth grade and she just talks so much shit. She just like like she like asks me a question and I give an answer and she just keep, keeps egging me on, and not in the sense where it's like a small child keeps asking you why. It's like she just keeps asking like very deep questions into something that just needs a simple answer. And I'm like, you need to shut the fuck up. Reminds right? me of someone who. <laughs> yeah, I was right about to say like like Ralph, welcome to our world. Dude. <laughs> you know we should we can do a we can do this one day where we we each bring on a sibling, not at the same time. We'll bring on a sibling, kind of like br- we did with I'll Mother's bring on Day. My sister, yeah, I'll bring on my sister. <laughs> do we? Do we all? Just oh. I bring on my brother. Bad joke in taste, apparently. Uh, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> but I'm like, then, yeah, I'm like that sounds like a great idea too. <laughs> We'll just get all of our sisters in the same room and we'll just see what happens. <laughs> My sister will beat the shit out of all of them. That's what will happen. Um, 
I think I think actually think Raffles would be the funniest because she's pretty young and she's still socially awkward, so it'd be hilarious. Like she'd probably what, the few times that she does come out of her 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 shell, it would be to rip Raff. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. I was kind of bored the other day and I asked her if she wanted to play Fortnite. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm bad at Fortnite now. Oh, she said yes. Yeah, she we ga- we gamed. It took us like half an hour to figure out what it was. I got to set up on my computer and I was like, let's go. Wow, sick. Yeah. Dude, if I bring on Allie, Jesus Christ. She's, I think that would be hilarious, she's too. She's just as savage as the my mom. Fly, <laughs> man. Dude, my, dude, my, <laughs> she's literally just like me, except like she'd be a lot more mean to me than my mom would be. <laughs> yeah. She, you know, yeah, she wouldn't have like the mother, mother-son. No. Thought. She'd just Kay. say, fuck this guy. Let's round this out. Uh, the xylophone. I got the xylophone on my wallet. Fuck off, dude. I literally got <laughs> <laughs> all I remember is just is elementary band class and like when they when they have all, all lined up and they tell you all right go sit behind one and you're like fuck I got to get one of the good ones yeah. but do you remember the difference between the hard mallet and the soft yep. mallet yep. yeah uh, were you a soft or hard mallet guy pro- I think I was a soft mallet guy. I was a soft mallet too yeah. it was just like a lot deeper of an, uh, a sound yeah. I like you can that. hit it way harder too totally fucking whack those things yeah. dude what's that what's that instrument that's like a um, that it kind of looks like a drum but the inside's like aluminum or metal or something like that and it's like uh, it's got like different planes on different angles and everything, and it's kind of like it makes like a Caribbean noise. Uh, What's that instrument called? I kind of have a feeling of what you're talking about. No, is it? Hmm, is it played with like two large mallets? Not not necessarily large mallets, not like percussion drum mallets, but just kind of like I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, no, I've, I don't. This know. This is one of the hardest categories to be like. Hey, you know that one thing? Yeah, because I'm yeah. like, holy fuck, dude. Yes, but no. Such a description. <laughs> like, yeah. music sounds so different. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. that's my well. Any Josh? honorable mentions for? Oh, Josh, got right. one more, dude. Yeah, my bad. You look at fucking piccolo. Do you guys know what that is? No, no. It's the miniature flute. It's so <laughs> fucking annoying. I'll never forget. I'm gonna tell all my band stories because I was in yeah. this. So, my sister was in band, so I never actually played with this guy. This guy was six foot, like four, six foot five. This kid was in grade eight, and he's six four. That's disgusting. And his hands were like fucking like. Michael Jordan hands, like LeBron hands, huge. And this yeah. guy played the piccolo. And if you Google how long this thing is, it's probably like less than a foot long. Yeah, like it's like eleven inches. It's like almost. And this guy's hands. and this guy was unreal at it. He played <laughs> it with like three, like four, four fingers, and like other people would play it with like all like eight. It was weird. Anyway, so weird. The it's annoying. This, the hate of this instrument kind of is rooted in jealousy a little bit. So you know like Willy Wonka, you know like when a kid dies and you hear that sound? Yeah. Yeah, that's the piccolo. The piccolo? Yeah. I have a question for you. Mm. Where does the piccolo compare to the world's tiniest violin? <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't <laughs> you're fucked. Isn't that from Family Guy? Why didn't he get that? No, SpongeBob. Oh, okay. Yeah. No Mr. Chance. Krabs plays the world's tiniest violin. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. Damn it. Sorry, dude. Okay, honorable mentions. Uh I think you guys actually took for what? I the yeah, harmonica. Fuck the harmonica. Yeah. I'm I had clarinet you. and xylophone. How can, you, how can you blow no, on the same part of the... How can you blow on the same part of the harmonica, but it make a different noise every time? That's sick. I love the harmonica, actually. It's uh, so unbreakable. I will mention you know for a goat, though, the bongos. <laughs> for a goat? Oh, the goat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, the bongos. Or the congos. I actually can't... Are congos <laughs> bigger than bongos? Probably. Congos sound like bigger. Congos like, Congos. Sound, it's yeah. like they slap, dude. Like, <laughs> bongos bang, but Congos slap. Yeah. Are, do- are dongos the next big size? <laughs> Followed by the double dongos? <laughs> I hate you. I hate Wait, you. which one were you? No, the harmonica. You know what I picture with the harmonica? It's like seeing <laughs> the old... The tongos. 
You guys are, you guys, mine's in the gutter. We're going to get canceled. Stop. Um, I picture an old guy like on the bus or something and he's got his beret on and this is like the only thing he has like connecting with is like his dead wife or something. I'm sorry. Dude. It's okay. I, just, like, I, I had to, I had to kind of like fill the gap there. If you guys are going to belly laugh for 10 seconds. I like the double dog that's so what I would call. Stupid. That's what I would call Elijah's legs. The double dongos, like if that was a body part. Man, I was gonna call me Italian BMT. Isn't that what you like from Subway? Double meat, double cheese. Oh baby. Oh baby. Now we're talking Josh's love language. Okay, can we? Can we? An eleven dollar processed meat sandwich. That's what my thighs are. Can you imagine when Josh lives alone and he has to go buy lunch meat? <laughs> oh, dude. He's gonna look at the prices. All right, uh, 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 where? That's like, all I'm getting. Like, Ziggy's. You got Ziggy's. <laughs> fucking Christ. All right, can we end this? Yeah, episode seventy in the books. Game six. Let's go. We'll see you on Monday. Double dongos, baby. <laughs>